I'm Bobby Connor for South Carolina Public Radio with Health Focus here at the radio studio for the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston. The teen years can be an especially challenging time for adolescents who have sickle cell disease. Dr. Christina Abrams is here to talk about managing sickle cell disease during adolescence. Dr. Abrams is an assistant professor of pediatrics and director of the Pediatric Sickle Cell Center at MUSC Children's Health. Dr. Abrams, tell us about sickle cell disease in the adolescent years. Sickle cell disease is something that affects the red blood cells and the hemoglobin, which helps us carry oxygen around our body. And that can affect patients from birth until adolescence, until adulthood. So as patients get older with their disease, not only have they been living with the disease more often, but they also struggle with a lot of the same things that regular adolescents do. They're wanting to become more independent. They're wanting to be like their peers. They don't want to be different. They don't want to have to come to the hospital. They want to be able to swim and ride bikes and do everything else that their friends are doing. But unfortunately, sometimes their disease limits their ability to do that. For example, they can't go swimming without possibly triggering a painful event, which is hard, especially in the summer. So we see a lot of patients who want to downplay their disease, not tell their friends about their disease, and really separate themselves from their parents. What we also see is a struggle between the adolescent and the parent. The parent for 13 or 14 years has been taking care of their disease, managing their medication. And so we see them wanting to be more responsible for their medication, but maybe not being developmentally at a point where they can do that. And what are some of the challenges of managing this disease from your standpoint as a specialist in this area? We want to empower the patient to be in charge of their disease and really learn to manage their disease, not just for themselves now, but for themselves 5, 10, 15 years in the future. And so we really try to empower the patient as an adolescent, but still involving the parents. Sometimes we also see difficulties with their disease catching up with them. So they've had so many painful episodes and so much bone damage from their sickle cell events that sometimes they start to have degradation of their hips at a young age to the point where we're talking hip replacement in the late teenage, early young adult age. Tell us about the transition of care for teens with sickle cell disease as they move more into the young adult years. So when they're moving from a pediatric clinic to an adult clinic, They struggle a lot with that independence that they're going to have in terms of seeking care in a pediatric facility compared to an adult facility. Another thing that we struggle with, not only here in South Carolina, but across the United States, is a lack of adult providers who specialize in sickle cell. Is there anything new related to treatment on the horizon for sickle cell disease? Well, within the past seven years, more drugs have been approved to treat sickle cell disease. But the thing that's most exciting moving forward, especially for our adolescents and our young adults, is the prospect of not only bone marrow transplant to cure sickle cell, but also gene therapy to cure sickle cell. At this point, that's what's under study for our patients who are 18 years and older, not just here at MUSC, but across the United States. Dr. Abrams, thanks for this information about sickle cell disease during the teen years. Thanks for having me back. From the radio studio for the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston, I'm Bobby Connor for South Carolina Public Radio.